Thanks so much for joining me at need-hope.com ministry podcast. And I'm Chris Gray. And joining me today is Stephanie Klopek. And Stephanie is a very special friend of mine because she isn't afraid to speak God's truth in love. I really appreciate that, Stephanie. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Chris. Yes. And so I'm so excited to talk to you, Stephanie, today about a common catchphrase that we hear or read all the time. You hear, well, you sometimes you read on a text or an email, OMG, or you hear people saying, oh my, and then God. Is this taking God's name in vain? That's the question. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So stay tuned. Exodus 20, verse 7 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And taking the Lord's name in vain simply means um, speaking about God with, with disrespect or irreverence or belittling who God is. And I have to admit, I have used this phrase in the past countless times. Have you done that, Stephanie? Have yes. Have this? Yes, I have. You have, yeah. And so the question is, Stephanie, I'm asking you, is saying, oh my God, taking God's name in vain? Yes, it is, Chris. I do believe that is so. I, um, in doing some research, you actually, two times in the Bible, find the phrase, uh, oh my God. Nehemiah 519, remember for my good, oh my God, all that I have done for this people. And again, in Psalm 25, too, oh, my God, in you, I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. So looking at these two um, scriptures, the phrase is used to address God directly. It is used in reverence. It is used as a form of worship, and it is used in the context of prayer. When we use that, when we use it either on a text as a phrase or we just use it talking about, you know, OMG, the cute puppies, that is not uh, addressing God directly. That is not in reverence to God. That's not a form of worship and it's definitely not a context to prayer. So if it does not fall under those categories and if it's not a crying out to the Lord, using it in a form of prayer, using it in a form of reverence, then absolutely it is a sin. Yes, that makes sense, Stephanie. That makes sense. So what I hear you saying is that if we are addressing God with a phrase, oh, my God, and we were praying to the Lord in that way, then, of course, that is reverence, right? We're Correct. We're seeking Him. But if we're just throwing that out, like a throwaway phrase, instead of saying something else, right? it has no meaning to it, then that is so irreverent to the Lord, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yes. It really is. Yes. And so what about texting or emailing or even saying OMG? Correct. So, you know, because of the world we live in today, where text is so prominent, um, especially in, you know, our Gen Z generation, no matter how you use the word, you do not have the luxury to put your head in the sand and say, well, I didn't know what that meant, or it's just being used as initials. I'm not saying the actual word God. You, There are certain phrases in, that have a very strong meaning, 
OMG is one of them. Uh, Planned Parenthood is another very strong phrase with a strong meaning. And you are responsible for what you say. Um, you know, Hebrews 4, 13 through 16 says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. He knows these words. He knows what is being said. And then I just probably even more importantly in Matthew 12, 36 through 37, he addresses and says, but I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, he shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. The key word in that scripture is idle. Because if you say to me, Chris, well, it's just a word. It's just an initial. It's just something I use, a catchphrase. That is an idle word. That's the definition of an idle word. Well, guess what? You're accountable for that. So um, words are to be used to build others up and be an encouragement, whether it's just spoken um, idly, according to the scripture, we are accountable for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. That really does. Great scripture too. So let me ask you this, Stephanie. What about the person who says this? phrase in irreverence to God mm -hmm. and they don't even realize it. Or when they say OMG, they don't even know what it means. Is that still sinning against God? I would say yes. Um, actually, yes, it is. Because again, there is one truth. And whether you believe there is one truth, one standard, there will be a day when you realize that the truth, the only truth is God. Um, the maker of this world. He is the standard. He is the truth. So if you are denying that right now, there will be a day of judgment where that will come clear to you, where every knee will bow. And so therefore, even if you do not agree that that's the standard, that's the standard that you are being held to. So you will be accountable to it. As I tell my children, you are responsible for everything you say and you do. You need to understand, again, that words have meaning. And if you don't understand what something is, you need to research it. You need to understand what, that, what you are saying. You are to represent the gospel well. And in that, you your words need to People need to understand what their words are meaning and what you're speaking. That makes sense, Stephanie. And something just occurred to me. I was thinking, if you're at the airport and you say, bomb, you can be arrested for that. Right. And you, even though somebody's just joking around and kidding, mm -hmm. but if they say the word bomb or they say something that indicates a terrorist threat or anything, that's taken seriously, isn't it? Yes. Even though they're just kidding around with their friends or something. Mm -hmm. And another little example I've heard is if somebody is driving in a, a school zone that's 20 miles per hour and you have one person who's driving 50 miles per hour because they're in a hurry and they just can't bear to slow down to go 20. Well, they're going to get a ticket and they deserve it, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But what about the person who goes through the school zone they're new to our country or something. They have no idea. And they're going 35, 40, the speed limit, around the speed limit, not 20. Mm -hmm. And they get pulled over. They get a ticket from the cop because they have broken the law. Even though they didn't know, they're still guilty. Right. That makes sense, doesn't it? It does. That's I, a great example. I love that example. Yeah, that's a great example. I've heard that. And anyway, 
what Stephanie and I are trying to communicate is that we're looking to God's word to determine what we're thinking, saying, or doing. Is it bringing God glory or is it inserting our own self-righteous ways? In other words, is it disobedience to God? Is it sin? And I like to ask this question to myself when I'm saying or doing things, you know, who's on the throne here? Am I really, is this a self-interest situation where I'm just, I just want to feel good about myself and people to like me and I just want to fit in? Or am I considering God? Am I considering how will this honor my Lord? How will this honor him? So 1 Corinthians 10 31 says, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And another really good verse too is Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So like Stephanie and I are saying, we're bringing you back to God's word because that is our ultimate authority. Amen, Stephanie? Amen. Yes, definitely. So Stephanie, when you, you and I talked about it earlier, how we both have said, oh my, and using God's name in irreverence, we've sinned against God using his name in vain. How did you come to stop doing that? Well, Chris, I, you know, we are to always go to God's word. Um, and, you know, two scriptures that come to mind Psalm 1914, let the word of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my rock, my redeemer. The second one I really like is Psalm 141, three, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips, especially Psalm 141, three. I'm not doing that. That is the Holy Spirit doing that for me. So thank you, Lord because of what you have done for us, the grace and mercy you give us, I don't have to, out of my own flesh, try to solve this. I have the gift of the Holy Spirit. I have uh, the gift of repentance that when I do mess up, I turn to the Lord. I repent and I ask for help. And so um, it it is, it's the scripture. It is, um, you know, propagating those when lies are propagated or I'm going to propagate it back with truth. And so, uh, going to, to the Lord and to his word and letting him do the work in us. Mm, that's beautiful, Stephanie. That is so awesome. And so Stephanie, what you're saying is that it's the Lord who's doing that work through you. He's giving you the grace. He's showing you through the Holy spirit that a conviction that this is going against God's word. This is irreverent. You don't, you don't want to dishonor the Lord. You want, you love him. So you want to, and you have a fear, a reverential fear of the Lord, right? And Correct. That, that is, we're told is the beginning of wisdom in the Bible, a reverential fear of the Lord. So thanks for sharing those uh, verses. Those are really good. Yeah, I had a friend talk to me about it when I was using that phrase, uh, oh my, and I would say God's name. I wasn't right. even thinking about it. And this uh, uh, friend, dear friend of mine, Shelly, I wasn't a Christian at the time. Okay. She was. And she let me know that I was using God's name in vain. I'm like, what? I had no clue. And I started listening to her. And at the time, again, I was not a Christian following the Lord Jesus. I, she would always say, oh my word. Okay. So instead of, oh my God, using God's name in vain, she would always say, oh my word. So I started 
copycatting her and mm -hmm. I replaced it with, oh, my word, because, well, those are my words that are coming out. So right. <laughs> that might be OK to say that. <laughs> right. Because I don't want to sin against God. Even right. Though I wasn't walking with him at that time, I was still like, I still don't want to offend God. So um, but it really comes into, like you said, it's about a relationship with the Lord, right? Correct. And God's doing the work in us. Mm -hmm. And so it's not because we all have sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. And we're created to bring glory to God. But I have some good news here. And that is that God has demonstrated his own love toward us. And that while we were still rebels against God, God loved us first. And Jesus Christ died on the cross for forgiveness of sins. His blood was shed and he rose from the grave. And God, has, if he's calling your, you today, friend, repent, turn away from that rebellious lifestyle, turn away from you being on the throne, turn to God and put your faith that Jesus Christ, he's the only one that can save you. He's the only means by which you can be forgiven, that he died taking your punishment on the cross and he rose from the grave. And friend, I, I just want to encourage you, if Jesus is knocking on your door, Will you open it? Will you commit your life to Jesus today as your personal Lord and Savior? Please don't wait. And if you want more information on how to have a relationship with Jesus, we have a six-minute video on our website, need-hope.com. It's under Hope Starts Here. So friend, please don't wait. Repent and turn to Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior. Thanks so much for joining us today. And until next time, look to Jesus and look to God's word for guaranteed hope.